Hello, and welcome to Community Voices, a platform for voices of the community recreation industry. I'm Brittany, the editor of Community Rec Magazine. Today, I am chatting with Mariella Kennedy-Towns. She is the Chief Philanthropy Officer at the YMCA of Central New York. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for having me on Community Voices today. Yeah, I am so excited to have you here and chat. How has your day been? Oh, like I, I'm just blessed and doing very well. I, I'm excited about today and I, I like to call today uh, Friday Eve. So um, oh, thankful yes. for Friday <laughs> Eve. <laughs> How yes. are you today? <laughs> so good. So good. The weather is great. I'm a big weather person and we in Kentucky have like a, a cool 70 degrees right now, which is a break mm. from like the 90 that we've been having. So mm. <laughs> We have not seen 90 yet. So we're at 70 still as well. I'm just thankful it's not rainy. So sunlight, that vitamin D is, <laughs> is so necessary. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Well, I'm going to flow right on into our discussion today. And so before talking about all things philanthropy, I would just love to know what brought you to the YMCA of Central New York. Like what's your journey been like? Yes. Um, so what brought me to the YMCA of Central New York is through leadership. Uh, my colleague, Bertram Lawson, uh, the CEO, currently still, we have him for another couple of mm -hmm. weeks. Uh, he had recruited me. Uh, we met back in 2015 as board members of the National YMCA of USA's um, Multicultural Advisory Council. Um, he recruited me and gave me a call in 2021 uh, to come out to Syracuse, New York and lead and oversee the philanthropy department at the why. And so that's what really essentially brought me here to Central New York. Um, my journey in general, my professional journey, um, really begins about 19 years ago. Um, I've worked majority of my career in the development and marketing industry. Um, I worked for various organizations, both for-profit and nonprofit. Um, eight of those years have been uh, with the Y. Um, I have three degrees, two masters, uh, a master's in communications, an MFA in marketing and branding. I'm also a second year doctoral student focusing on uh, organizational leadership. Um, and so um, I sit on a few other boards and provide leadership for other nonprofits. I coach and I mentor emerging leaders and help them with their professional development. Um, I, I do a lot of this philanthropy work, um, both personally and um, professionally. Um, I'm a member of Chief, a mother and a wife. And it's funny because when I think about how I initially got the bug, um, I go back to like my first philanthropic experience when I was a teenager. I had volunteered as a pledge runner for the Lou Ross telethon. Remember when the telethons used to be on television? <laughs> yeah. I was one of the runners in the back, taking the pledges from the phone and then running them all the way upstairs. I was very athletic back then. So I would <laughs> run them upstairs <laughs> and hand them over to um, our recorders. Um, and then it just stuck with me. Uh, when I got in college, I helped organize fundraisers. Uh, one of my um, proudest fundraisers that I helped organize in college was um, for our homecoming efforts, we were raising money for our Big 12 conference at uh, University of Kansas. And that led me to be the homecoming queen my freshman year. So I would say overall, my journey has been a wonderful ride. That has been a, like a journey full of adventures and well, and fundraising and, <laughs> yes. and all of that. That's awesome. And uh, yes. yeah, a member of Chief. That's exciting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I see their... Um, 
like a lot of their information pop up, uh, you know, I've been seeing it pop up more and stuff. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. I've been a member for a year and a half now. So it's been great. Um, a, what, another organization that's great to be a part of um, if you are a woman in those chief roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. And so let's talk about that word philanthropy. So I, from your perspective, so if you were to describe this word to somebody who has never heard it before, who has never, you know, volunteered or donated, maybe they've never even heard of the YMCA. I want to let you break it down to its like simplest form. How would you describe to someone what philanthropy is? Um, so it's interesting because I would describe philanthropy as charitable acts that help others or society as a whole. Um, and in that, I incorporate that as part of my mission in um, creating a culture of philanthropy. Um, my philanthropy vision is to magnify the philanthropy culture and increase funders' impact by building authentic community support that leads the YMCA of Central New York as the number one nonprofit in Syracuse. And so in that, I take the actual definition of philanthropy of charitable acts and incorporate that into my mission. Um, but I also like to um, dig deeper into that word um, because of my background with for-profit and nonprofit, I also like to incorporate strategic philanthropy. Uh, strategic philanthropy um, is basically a practice of companies by which they target respective, respectable charitable um, organizations and philanthropic activities around a specific issue or cause that in turn supports their own business objective. So in other words, um, when companies look to use philanthropy as a means to simultaneously and directly benefit their organizational interests, um, they look at that in those of the beneficiaries of that organization. So like when you understand this, you're able to align your mission and your cause with those organizations to support with a financial contribution and, and truly make a difference for the community you serve. So I, I like to go deeper when I when I try to define just the, the simple terms of philanthropy, digging deeper in that and being more strategic and the involvement of it all. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that word. And so like in terms of you got philanthropy and you have fundraising and you, mm -hmm. would you define those as like two different, would they be different or do you feel like they are pretty like would be the same, like similar interchangeable? I would define it as interchangeable there. They go hand in hand. Um, but but with philanthropy, I also look at um, when I say charitable acts, be, besides just fundraising, there are other efforts. Um, you also have volunteering as well. Um, so I think those go hand in hand. I wouldn't necessarily say that um, that they're different, but they do have to coincide with each other and align with each other in order to really push the agenda and help you know both parties involved. So the organization or the individual, um, you really do truly have to look at philanthropy as a whole and not just one aspect as just fundraising. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, speaking of, I know that last time we spoke, so you shared with me about the WISE annual goal. So let me think I have it here. So the annual giving goal. So you were currently at 63%, which was 63% out of a 2 million goal. <laughs> All right. So what what would hitting this goal do for your community? Oh, so 
I'm glad you brought that up. Um, hitting this goal means the why can impact more families and children in the community. Uh, we provide financial assistance to one in four people we serve, uh, turning no one away due to an inability to pay. And we give more than $2 million in financial assistance and, and scholarships to over 17,000 people in our area. Um, those scholarships benefit youth going to camp, um, participating in our before and after school programs, our child care, uh, power scholars, Y achievers. It also provides individuals to join the cancer survivor programs and our diabetes prevention programs for free. Um, so hitting that goal will provide a positive change in many lives in the community. Mm. And so can you share maybe some ways that you've been successful so far in like already getting to that 63% of the goal? Yes, definitely. Um, so uh, what's been successful so far in helping us get to this goal is the community investing in the community and building that philanthropy culture. Um, our volunteers, our board members, and our staff they really believe in the strategies that I brought to the association and developed. Um, they rallied together for the cause, uh, sharing our wife's story and um, their personal wife stories displayed why providing a meaningful gift transferred lives in this community. And like I mentioned earlier, my focus is to create a culture of uh, philanthropy. So what I did is I developed a strategic playbook that includes um, innovative practices to build a strong philanthropy uh, plan, as well as a philanthropic ecosystem. Um, I provided sustainable focuses and tactics on making sure that we reach this overall goal, and then also implementing that robust plan. Um, that includes our board and staff engagement. That also includes fundraising, because like I said, they go hand in hand, uh, but also the bigger piece is the community involvement, um, being uh, strategic with our partnerships with local and national organizations. Uh, we have supporters like Micron Technology, they honored us with a initial $500,000 investment to help us expand access to our high quality childcare and early learning for uh, our underserved communities in this region. Uh, we've also had um, another partner, National Grid. Uh, they had partnered with us as our premier sponsor with an investment of $75,000 to support wide programming. And that was in youth development and education. Um, our community workforce and wellness services in Ogundagan County. So when we receive support from our, our organizations and our communities and our individuals, um, other organizations like Humana and KeyBank, um, our state legislators and our community legislators, um, we only get to do the work that we do by having that community support. And when they support their cause, they see that we are truly investing in our community because their investment in the why is an investment in all children, seniors and families in central New York. Yeah, I love that the um, you get to do what you do because of their, you know, their investment in the community. I love the way that you put that. <laughs> yes. Because awesome. we like to say say that um, it's just it's not our why it's your why, and so um, having them see that and support the cause and the work we do, we can't do it without them. So uh, we appreciate their support. Yeah, awesome. Well, I can't wait to see when you all hit that goal, and that will be exciting. You get to celebrate. <laughs> yes, indeed. Because um, 
I would say last year uh, we had a goal of $1 million uh, mm-hmm. for our annual support, um, and we did achieve that $1 million goal. And so um, because we realized we gave out so much uh, for our our uh, financial assistance program, um, we needed to increase that so we can continue to impact more uh, people. So I'll be be excited as well. I know we will hit that. We do have, um, you know, a huge support and it's just really getting to that goal so we can impact more people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, best of luck. I know, I know you guys will. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so from all of your expertise that we have heard about now, I would just, I would love to see and get your thoughts on speaking to the future chief philanthropy officers out there. Um, anybody who is just starting their journey or, you know, thinking about going into this field, what would your advice be for them? Um, the advice I would give a future CPO starting in their journey um, is to first to develop a plan within your first three months. Um, I actually will provide this advice to even current philanthropy officers as well if they have not been able to dig deeper into it, but um, it would be create a philanthropy playbook. Um, In your playbook, you want to include objectives, um, observations of your systems and processes, um, tactics to build connections and rapport with your board members, your staff. And when I say staff, I mean all staff, not just senior leadership. Um, You also want to include community stakeholders. Um, Analyze your donor list, major gifts, principal gifts, and endowment. Um, Understand the donor history and the community involvement that data is key in the discovery phase of your entire observation. Um, Also establish a strategic philanthropy plan based on that discovery of your organization. Um, You also wanna collaborate with other departments uh, to build that philanthropy in everyone's role, um, because that is how you're going to build that culture. Um, Because there would would be a, a great component if you can get all departments to marry together. And there would be a synergy between your team and the other departments to support your philanthropy plan. Um, Also, um, receiving buy-in from the other leaders and your board is essential to the success in raising money and your philanthropic efforts, as well as building relationships. there is for for in my experience coming to central new york i only knew a few people so building that relationship and building a rapport with your key stakeholders and your current leaders and your board having them introduce you to other community leaders other prospects um, that will help you get into uh, the fold of telling the telling the why story and getting them to understand the cause and the work that you do. Um, so when you get to know your community stakeholders, um, that would be including your foundations, your corporations, your local um, and state legislatives, that will help you in building your philanthropy playbook because then you will be able to be strategic. Um, so Overall, just be prepared to um, pivot and create innovative structures as the foundation to support your playbook, and you'll be successful in that way when you go in with the plan. Mm. I love that. it's You like packaged it in a nice, like, this is the playbook. 
All right. Well, for anyone listening, you know, I'll put the notes together and I will include that written out the the playbook instructions. So I think that's great advice. Yes. <laughs> I, I love a concise playbook action. I love yes. a list. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's funny mm-hmm. because I would say that, um, yeah, for me, I'm an upholder. So having that list is really essential on being able to set your expectations up front. Um, and then others can go back to it and then following through with that plan. Yeah. And and so you did, you mentioned that this, this applies to current, your current colleagues too. And so would you have any extra advice to add or, uh, you know, motivation, words of encouragement to your fellow CFOs? Or no, I'm not, sorry, not CFOs, CPOs. CPOs. <laughs> you know, similar, different. <laughs> yes, just a little. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say um, my my last thoughts or motivational thoughts um, would be um, connections, not transactions, drive successful philanthropy efforts. So building relationships is vital with this work that we do to establish your culture of philanthropy. Um, it will take time. It will not be overnight. So give grace. And I like to... Um, quote one of my favorite quotes by Nelson Mandela. He said, it always seems impossible until it's done. So I'll leave it with that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today and telling us all about philanthropy um, and just sharing your journey. Thank you. I appreciate you, Brittany. And um, this has been a great experience. So thank you for having me uh, today and being able to share with you. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to, again, seeing the results of the annual giving goal and all that the YMCA of Central New York is doing. Um, And so, yeah, keep it up. We love you guys up there. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes. You have a good one. Thank you. See you guys next time.